Welcome to the Essential Artistry Podcast, exploring erotic awakenings and liberated love. I'm your host, Luna Agnea, Essential Arts and Intimacy Facilitator, Relationship Coach, Tantrika, and Artist with a Passion for the Path of Liberation Through Love. In this podcast, you will receive first-hand stories of sacred erotic awakenings, transformational experiences, and love that goes beyond limits. This podcast is here to inspire, educate, and awaken your own sensual artists. Because when you liberate your eros, you liberate your life. We're welcoming back to the podcast today, Sonia. You might have heard some of our conversations before. If not, welcome to your first uh, podcast episode with uh, want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I am Sanya, and um, yeah, you might not have only heard from me before, but maybe you'll see me a bit because I've been co-teaching and facilitating with Luna, I think almost three years now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I also work as a um, coach in um, anything related sexuality and intimacy, Think body work and I think that's my yeah the main areas the coaching events body work and um yeah I'm excited to be here today and to talk a little bit more about body work what that is my approach our approach why that could be good so I do so be here yeah for joining so yeah, after our first facilitator training, Sonia did uh, a bodywork training as part of it. And, uh, you know, getting to have the privileges of being the the host, I got to join in and do the training. And it was really amazing. Um, yeah, Sonia has this great approach to doing bodywork. Like a lot of people, I think when they get hearing about tantra and get drawn to it they hear about tantra massage and that's where a lot of people kind of start making that connection of like okay there's some kind of massage body work experience that's like deeply spiritual that goes beyond a regular therapeutic massage that relaxes the body or whatever and can be like a very transcendental experience and sometimes that involves genitals sometimes not and yeah that you've kind of developed your own approach, uh, which we'll go into a bit later, but I think just starting a little bit around like, yeah, what is Tantra massage or Tantric body work? Like, where does it come from? If you want to share some stuff about that. Sure. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I want to start with what is body work, because mm-hmm. often I get asked actually, what what is body work at all? And I like to say like, well, it is actually, as the word says, working with the body. It is different, I would say, to having a wellness massage where your body is getting beautiful treatment that is for its well-being, which is it's also great. It also work on the body. But when we go into this kind of body work, it is really more the somatic approach of also learning through your body, of working with your emotions or some intentions, often trauma work, often, you know, like we all have different issues and often things are stuck in our body or we are really tired or we experience diseases and and working with the body, not only with the psychology, like with the mind, which is often the approach, right? Um, so, and then there's many different ways of body work. So body work is just a term, it's a bit like yoga. And you know, we have tantra, tantra massage. 
And um, I started giving tantra massages back in 2017, a long while ago. I'm not offering them anymore as such. I love tantra massages. They're very beautiful. They're very, what's the word? Like sometimes a bit contradictory, I would say, because when people start researching like, oh, I want to get into tantra, many find tantra massages. And then they go to a tantra massage and people think that is tantra. And once I got asked by a client, it's like, oh, is, is tantra massage, is that traditional? Is it some traditional practice? I thought immediately like, yeah, of course it is. And I started Googling. I was like, whoa, the tantra massage, as, as we know it here, especially also in Europe, is actually invented in Berlin in the 1970s. <laughs> by a guy who was running a tantra massage studio then. It's so ancient. So, <laughs> very ancient building. Doesn't exist anymore today, no. <laughs> um, and tantra massage is very beautiful. It, it's the, the person, the receiver, gets an experience that is based on sensuality, on slowness, on breathing, on really feeling the connection to love, and including the whole body. And the whole body means also the genitals. And the, the focus isn't on orgasm or on any specific goal, yet very often the orgasm is included, which kind of contradicts a bit the tantric practices or also Tao, where it's more like, well, where orgasm is allowed but not ejaculation, let's say. Mm. And I often found the tantra massages are a bit bypassing. And, you know, the receiver comes into the session, they talk about it shortly, what's going to happen. Maybe if it's a well-trained practitioner they also ask for boundaries but then throughout the session there is no communication at all and i always found that weird it's like you know i say an hour ago yes i want some yoni or lingam touch but then that hour passes and you don't know is that still relevant does it still feel aligned and i always felt there is a lot of power in this practice but somehow it's kind of a bit more touching the surface, let's say. Yeah, beautiful. So, yeah, so you tantra massage you kind of started with and then you were feeling that there was like some um, aspects missing. And yeah, it's a, it's a big topic as well. Like we're just briefly covering it here around this tantra massage and, you know, ejaculation, and, you know, the, the massage therapist being naked and uh, you know, there's a lot of also controversy around, um, you know, especially men offering yoni massages to women. And then once they're very open, then they start penetrating them. And there's been a lot of like sexual assault and uh, a lot of issues happening in that. So it's really important. People are uh, really researching if they're going to someone uh, about who they're going with. Um, yeah. So, you know, huge, huge topic. But like what what did you find was like the main benefit or uh, what was like the, the goal that you got out of learning Tantra massage or, you know, receiving, giving? Mm. I would say the, the slowing down and this approach of not having a goal, mm. whether that is giving or receiving, because often, I mean, I'm speaking now about myself from the perspective of a woman, right? But often, like, for example, when it gets intimate with a lover or even when they just offer a massage, there's always this uncertainty, like, where will this go? And very often massage that you get offered 
is actually more like the means to something else, like the foreplay for then deeper intimacy. And I really found like, wow, this is such a beautiful space. Like I know there's not going to be any penetration. I know it's not me. It's, I don't have to give anything back. I know there's not going to be any emotional entanglement afterwards or the people think like, oh, but you allowed this. So it means you won't go out with me. And it's like, no, it's just that time and frame where something is happening, which is for me as the receiver. And that feels really, really beautiful to be meant with so much presence and awareness and intention. Mm. Yeah. yeah, like I know I loved um, receiving my first kind of official Tantra massage from a friend that had just done a training. And it was really nice as well, like for me having another female, like holding that space for me and being able to go into this like very deep, sensual, spiritual, kind of like erotic, but not in the typical erotic sense of like, oh yeah, I'm having sex with someone, you know, it's like, okay, they're holding space for my eroticism and my pleasure and my sensuality to like come through and be expressed, but it wasn't about them. It wasn't like a two-way interaction of like, oh, you're hot, you're hot. Okay, we're, we're getting together. It was like, it was all about me. And this person was like fully in service to me exploring the erotic within my body. Um, and yeah, it was really powerful having such a kind of single flow, single direction thing that, you know, the other person wasn't trying to push or, you know, have their own agenda or anything that would just fully here for me to welcome how much, you know, bliss and pleasure or, or sadness or whatever was coming up in me. And yeah, I found that like deeply healing, especially at a time where I, you know, wasn't having sex with anyone and I was, uh, didn't have anyone to like, run that energy with and of course that energy is there and I don't want to just like have sex with some stranger just because I'm horny or whatever so it was really nice like oh okay I could treat myself to this container to like let that energy blossom uh without it needing to yeah be murky by some dynamics or whatever yeah totally another thing I just want to shortly add because I feel that's also it's so beautiful in this tantric approach to this body work is like you're really connecting to the being that you're sitting with. It's not about like, oh, but this guy is like way older than me, or he's smaller than me, or it's not my type. But you're really tuning into the tuning into the quality of their just their being and this like this sameness. And that's also taught me a lot. It's like, wow, I just been able to meet the people really way more in their essence. Instead of being like, oh, I don't like the way you talk or you have different opinions than me. And it's like, wow, in this moment, we can meet on the very same level, not knowing anything about each other. And we can meet in this really deep intimacy and this very, like, yeah, spiritual level of eros, which is very pure and innocent. And that's what I like so much about it. Yeah, I think that's for healing, especially for um, women that go into this service work. It's the same when I was stripping and giving these lap dances to people. And yeah, like, you know, at first being like, oh, that guy, might, I don't, don't find him attractive. or was a little bit weird or whatever, but then really just dropping in and like really just wanting to honor this 
this being and be in service and, you know, be like, yeah, actually everyone's worthy of love and devotion and sensuality and eros. And there's a lot of deconditioning of like, oh, the only people that are worthy of getting to experience pleasure with me are, you know, people that I have decided are <laughs> this or yeah. that. And yeah, there's like some entanglement monies involved, but um, I think like there is a deeper layer of like being able to see the divine in each person that a lot of people working in this field and doing this work are, are tuning into, which is um, a very tantric practice, actually, of really just like letting go of all your thoughts and stories and judgments and stuff and just being with their their soul and their aunt. So, yeah. yeah. So after tantra massage, you started doing some other body work uh, trainings and stuff. Do you want to talk about, yeah, what? Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, the thing is also, it's cool because it's like, oh yeah, what's out there? What else is there, right? Yeah. Um, and for me, it was the thing is like, okay, so I learned the tantric approach, very energetic, very sensual, but I also want something that's a bit more mental to fact, a bit more teaching me more about anatomy, about really how our body functions on a more scientific level also. And then I found sexological bodywork, which is another bodywork modality which is also really cool because it's also here to help people to, well, connect to their sexuality and solve any issues they have regarding it. Mm-hmm. I would say sexological bodywork is, it might look similar to Tantra in a certain way, but it's also so different because in sexological bodywork, the practitioner, for example, always is dressed. I would only touch genitals with gloves. Mm-hmm. So it's taking out this very sensual merging level that we have in Tantra which often also has benefits because it's not so like sometimes for a client, it can also be confusing, you know, all of a sudden you're in this room with this other person, this often a woman naked and getting very essential. And then sometimes the lines get a bit blurred, mm. but then sexological body where gets super clear. And what I also like about our approach is like, it's, it's very client led. So that's also something I could be missing in Tantra massage, but in sexological body work, I wouldn't just go and touch the genitals of the person because we agreed on it an hour before. Uh, it's always checking in and usually even like asking the client, would you like to touch slower or faster? Would you like it? What would make it even better? You know, so it's very much a co-creation. And it's something I had already been doing in my tantric practices because I have, um, I always brought in the the coaching aspect. But um, I found it really beautiful to see, okay, there is another modality that's also helping people with similar issues often from a very different perspective and approach. Um, and then in sexological bodywork, that was also super interesting in the training. We were not allowed to use the word energy. Mm. And that was because they wanted to really train us and be like, what do you actually mean when you say energy? Like, like we say that word so often, but when you feel like, oh, I say, I feel a lot of energy in my body. What do you actually mean? Is it some tickling, some rush? Like, like, how does it feel? And I found that also really super helpful to really get more into the body and to learn more about the body instead of just saying some word that could mean so much. At the end of the day, I really like to work with energy and also with more energetic approaches and the spiritual parts. So then sexological bodywork, I found sometimes it's a little bit too much Western and, well, this reduces like to science. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 
and it's hard to miss the tantra part there basically <laughs> yeah yeah, I know that was a great episode on Sex Love Goop where they showed this sexological body work. And that's great if anyone um, listening like kind of wants to see that approach. Uh, they're, you know, they portrayed it really beautifully in that. And I think it is such a beautiful gold standard uh, in the body work realm. Like I feel a lot of trust when I hear someone's done the sexological body work training because I know they have like extensive trauma training in there, really clean like ethics and uh, a lot of yeah, very like professional understanding. But yeah, as you said, like it's it's a bit more clinical. Like I, I know a lot of people uh, use it, yeah, for more sexual dysfunction stuff like vulvodynia or like pain. And um, yeah, then it, it, it's much more like a therapy style thing rather than like, you know, oh, I want to you know, experience a full body energetic orgasm and become one with the universe kind of thing, right? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the spiritual parts are left out there, basically. So it's really more about the body, and um, yeah, the more clinical, which is also super helpful for many people. That's exactly the right approach because they get totally turned off by all the spiritual talk in tantra. So yeah. I love that this also exists. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. And then you also include dearmoring. Do you want to quickly speak a little bit about what dearmoring is? Yeah. So dearmoring is another method. <laughs> You're getting a whole buffet here now to see what exists. Um, and dearmoring is a technique where you would um, press certain pressure points, trigger points in the body. So the idea behind that is that our body stores emotions and trauma experiences. There's lots of science around it. There's amazing books like The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. And like, there's amazing books. So if you want to go deeper into that, I recommend you read something around it. It would be our podcast if we go into it now. But um, so let's say there's many, there's many spots on the belly because there's the organs. Organs are also getting uh, treated a lot in Chinese medicine. The heart. We can speak about the heart because I think that's something most people easily relate to. So often the heart is sad or closed. And we build up armor. We build up a protection. So that protection can often be numbness. That protection could be being oversensitive. That protection can be just being really bitter. <laughs> that protection could be becoming a people pleaser, right? Like any sorts of um, strategies that help us to cope with unresolved trauma or emotions. Often the armor actually shows up more as a malfunction, I can, could say, like disease or being really depressed, right? Um, and this is because we have these stored things in our body, these stored emotions, these stored trauma. So with the armor, we press these spots and we work with sound, with movement, with intention, and we open these spots where there is stuck uh, trauma. And one part of that, the armoring is how I learned it. It's mostly about releasing it, right? Like getting it out. Like if you have had a trauma and there was a lot of anger or fear and you're going to freeze and you can't let it out, it gets stuck in your body. So to resolve you, the issues you're experiencing now, you want to get rid of that. You want to have it out. 
What I also brought in is not only the focus on the releasing, but very much so to open this energy chest. I believe sometimes there's a little bit of a grasping nowadays for, I need to get rid of it. I need to get rid of it. It needs to be gone 100% because otherwise I can't be healed. I can't be happy. I find it very problematic because reality is some things never fully go away. But it's on us to learn how to live with that. And yet what we want is that it is open again. Because of course, if somewhere is the stuck or in the belly, the energy can't flow. Blood often even can't really flow properly. The nutrients don't get there. And then you really develop like physical diseases. So we want to be able to soften that again, to also release contractions. But it's really there to yeah open so that you can... That your body gets connected again, that the life energy can flow again. And um, yeah, we, we do that, like I said, with sound, movement, intention. It's always also combined for me with like some coaching and some consultation, some talking, some internal parts for it. Like this is where it really comes together. And um, yeah, the armoring is also something you kind of do a bit on your own, but I also find it very helpful if you have a professional who helps you because it's just sometimes it can be a bit surprising when a lot comes up, you know, it's like, whoa. Yeah, I was really surprised when we did the de in your training and just like, you know, how kind of simple it is in a way, like just to be laying there and just having someone like applying the pressure for the right amount of time and like while holding this beautiful energetic space and being really present with you and just like, how psychedelic and how intense it actually was and seeing what was kind of coming out. And um, yeah, it was like quite mind-blowing um, to experience that firsthand of something. Yeah, like just how simple and deep it can be when it's like the right time and the right place and the right presence and everything. And uh, yeah, so there's like internal and external de-armoring uh, mm -hmm. that, that people do, right? Yeah, like external or the outer body, internal would be inside the yoni or inside the anus or also inside the mouth, like jaw and all these parts. Yeah. Yeah. And often people think like they need to have all the the points de-armored and that it needs to be all these like really big screams and releases and a lot of pain. Like there's also unfortunately like the armoring that a bit of a bad reputation because there's been a school who was teaching also the armoring in a very violent way. Like people would leave bruised and I've heard horrible stories of even blood involved. It's like, this is not anywhere near where I like to go and where I'm going. Um, but it includes sometimes certain intensity, yet not pushing it over. We don't want to, we don't want to try to resolve trauma or to release trauma by creating and applying the next. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So it was really beautiful. Like I, I did your training more just for personal stuff because I mean, I was there anyway and I was like, I don't want to give it a go. And it was super beautiful when I got to offer Trissa session, like kind of putting it all together uh, with being really stressed out and a bit overwhelmed. And then to be able to like hold space uh, like that and do, you know, a bit of de-armoring and massage and kind of like softening and opening the body and like helping and release. And it was so powerful as well. Even for me, I wasn't the one receiving it, but just 
Um, but yeah, that space holding, being a vessel and like feeling what he's feeling and really attuning our bodies and just feeling so much moving. It was really, really beautiful. So yeah, I'm a big, big fan of the combination of the way that you put all this together. So I do want to chat about this, yeah, the combination, you call it enpleasurement. So maybe what that means and how it all ties together. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So these, these are the main three things that I actually learned and practiced. And I noticed I love them all. Mm. And over my, I don't know, three, four years of cooking body work, it started to mix more and more. And I mean, I kind of took, I feel from my perspective, right? <laughs> I took the best of all of these practices and put it together. And for me, um, the magic now is that we have the science behind it, which is the part of the non-sexological bodywork, but also the sensuality. Mm. Because I find sometimes people come and they want to connect more to their pleasure and to their yeah sensuality. And I can explain it as often as I want. But if you've never experienced it, it's very difficult to get it. So... And I would just give the sexological bodywork session or the armoring session to help someone to connect their sensuality. I feel like, wow, but I'm missing this big part of just giving you an imprint of an experience. And then your whole being and body and mind and all of you knows how to can feel. And then it's way easier to re replicate it. So in the empleasurement bodywork, which I develop now, these are coming together. It's like the sensuality that we have in Tantra, also allowing that. Yeah, the transcendental experiences, the spiritual experiences, the breathing, the, the mysticism in it, basically. Um, by combining it with the de-armoring and also with coaching, with really clear intentions, with really looking into like, okay, what is the pattern behind that maybe? You know, if someone comes to me and it's like, okay, I never reach an orgasm. It's like very unlikely that actually anatomically the reason it's more like, okay, so when you're out life and you're not open up, when you're alive, is there maybe too much pressure or shame or conditioning? So we look into all these things. And um, for me, the word and pleasure came up like two years ago because it was like, okay, so what am I actually doing here with my work? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, an, am I an embodiment coach? And it's like, yeah, somehow. But there's more to it. It's like, okay, so empowerment it's like yeah, yeah yeah totally that's what i'm working with and i was like but where is the pleasure in the embodiment and empowerment not necessarily that you also work with sexuality and pleasure and so this term empleasurement came for me mm -hmm. and it really incorporates these three steps it's like the embodiment empowerment with then also the pleasure and pleasurement so the body work isn't only, is not only about pleasure. It's not that you come to a session and you learn how to really get the orgasm in five minutes because that's the maximum pleasure, which is sometimes the approach from some people or the idea, the conditioning that we have. But it is about opening you up to be able to receive and experience, feel pleasure in your life on many different levels. Emotions, just the weather, the sun. <laughs> And your own body and your sexuality. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah, so 
you know, you, you're only working with women at the moment, right? Um, in in Berlin, just for people that are listening, um, what would you recommend for those that are like, yeah, also kind of looking for this type of work or looking for practitioners or like what are some red flags or green flags? <laughs> okay, cool. Well, let me start. Let me start with what I would recommend and then, then we can go to the red green flag question. Um, so yeah, at the moment I'm working with women. I'm in Berlin. I mean, whenever I travel, I also offer sessions there, right? Mostly it's Berlin these days. In very rare exceptions, I also work with men, not with genitals at the moment. It's just some personal reasons that I found um, for myself. But um, certainly when it comes to body de-armoring, if I feel there is a clean intention and purity and it's not just to, well, hopefully get a session with me and want intimacy with me, which is often being projected on me. That's why I took a step back. Um, so if any man is listening and you really feel like, wow, I have a big topic, you can still write me. Like, tell me a bit about yourself. Tell me a bit about your story and tension so I can feel you. And then we can see. But mostly it's for women, especially when it comes to also genitals. And if you want to get into that work, well, of course, like, you know, researching. See, is there are there any other practitioners where you are in the area where you are. You can look for sexological bodywork, de-armoring, like we said, and for massage also, although like, yeah, if you have really a topic that you want to work on, tantra massage, I don't consider the best option. It's more for an experience. And then when you find practitioners in your area, I would always try to get some recommendations, ask a bit around, like anyhow, if you're connected to a community that might not practitioners, asking there. There's often Facebook groups where you could ask, like for example, in Berlin, there is a group called Central Events Berlin. So maybe there's something like that in your area. And then you can ask also for recommendations. Does anyone know a body worker who works with that, right? And there are certain things you can do by yourself, right? Like, um, which is which is a bit difficult though if you've never experienced a session. So um I'm in the I'm in the process of creating a few online courses, some shorter ones with things like that of what you can apply for yourself at home. It will take another few months, so this is nothing I can yet recommend. <laughs> uh, we've got a little bit in deep self worship, but uh, the self healing <laughs> section of deep self worship, a little bit of de-armoring. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, some so quick things. And this is also it's about de-armoring, it's about opening up the body, right? So it's about Moving the body, getting out of our conditions and um, ways of moving the body, putting on a song and taking, putting on a song and doing some movement that is weird and fun. It's like yoga, for example, is great, but in yoga, you still follow very strict ideas of like, okay, even a little toe is, you've been told how it has to be. But some nonlinear movement, that's, that's always already great. Like learning dance. Yes, exactly. Like like learning to care less about how you look and oh is that a good dance move like it doesn't matter right that's already starting the armoring because it's deconditioning and it's taking you out of your box when you start to oh be able to move in different directions mm. yeah mm. oh yeah the red and green flags oh <laughs> man. Red flags. Let me start with red flags. Um, 
red flags for me is always when you have a practitioner who promises you something. Yeah? If you have a practitioner who tells you, you will, re- you will, how do you say, you will release your trauma. It's like, no, you might, and you might release bits of it, but I will heal you. Oh yeah, you can have a session with me and you afterwards you will feel amazing and you're also going to be connected to your pleasure. It's like, I'm always careful because you can never promise that. I can promise that I'm doing my best and that you will get a step closer to it, but how that plays out, we don't know. So promising results in this field is difficult, I feel. Um, Another red flag is, of course, like if, especially when you like are already in the session or talk to this person, if you get this impression that they actually really doing this a lot for themselves, something that is a bit more in the field when you're a woman and going to a male practitioner, um, you know, when you feel the person is really eager to give you a yoni massage, I would be careful because very often it's like they're doing this job quite often for themselves because it's beautiful to touch you. There is really good, amazing male practitioners also. This is not a general thing, but just to be aware. Um, uh, wait, I'm a bit black now. I'm sure you'll some you can put some in. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think there's just kind of looking at if someone has training or where they trained or, you know, especially um, if someone's just kind of freelancing. Like there are a lot of, Tantra massage trainings and bodywork trainings and dearmoring trainings out there these days. So I would kind of expect that if someone's offering it professionally and charging money for it, that they would uh, maybe have listed somewhere that they've done a training or you could ask them, like, where did you learn this? So if they're like, oh, my girlfriend taught me, then they probably wouldn't have like the professional side of the training and the trauma awareness that's necessary to do this well. And also, like, if someone is associated with a school, then if they're being unethical, then you can report them to the school. So that gives like some accountability, uh, which is like a major reason why people want to work with someone that did sexological body work, because there is like a a board. (laughs) And if they are like then trying to have sex with you in a session or doing something really dodgy, then you report them to the board and they get their certification removed and stuff. So that kind of helps keep people in check. Yeah. Even the sexological bodywork session, if the sexological bodyworker offers you a tantra session and it happens in the tantra session, it doesn't apply. It's just important to know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would always look for, like, especially when you're going there to, because you have some trauma, right? Like mm-hmm. really check also if the person is trauma informed and maybe, you know, like see if there's testimonials, see if you can have a chat with them, get some references because also, trauma informed is a is a term that actually everybody can use now, and people use it. And sometimes trauma informed for some people might be like, "Oh yeah, I read a book. Mm-hmm. Have they actually already also worked and gathered experience in working with people and the trauma topics?" I would always check that and ask it. And um, yeah, I yeah. know that people can quite easily these days like, "Oh, I did a course online." Like there was a a case with a guy that was abusing a lot of women in sessions and, you know, his website, like he had the testimonials and he said that he did the, you know, he's a trauma expert or something like that. And um, it wasn't the case. So I also recommend always Googling someone, like not just looking at their website, but like maybe if you Google them, then often there are like 
uh, articles and stuff that kind of name uh, when there have been abusive practitioners. It's just because someone is kind of famous or well-known or, um, you know, has a very nice website doesn't necessarily mean that they're safe. And yeah, like this case of the person I was involved in the um yeah, situation with like the website looks all really good. But now if you Google, you'll see newspaper articles of the abuse um, reports. So always yeah. Google. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also one thing I want to mention is there's also something I always thank anyone who wants a session with me. Um, there is no guarantee or promise that we're actually going to also work with the Yoni. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm saying that in the context when when women contact me for Yoni D Armory, right? Um, and here the reason being is that I'm saying like, I don't know you, you don't know me. You really have to see in the session if your body allows that, if it's the right timing, because we don't want to rush it. And I know these sessions often are, they cost quite some money, especially also because it's a long session, you know, it's not just like a one hour appointment, then it would be way more reasonable price in a sense, but it is usually like three, three and a half hours because we have all this pre-talk, the body needs to warm up, da, da, da. so if you have this expectation and this rushing of like, oh, what do you want to get rid of my trauma and I need to do the session that in the first session, we need to also do the yoni work because I paid this money now and uh, well, that's a bit difficult. So being aware that you might need several sessions because at least that's my approach. In the first session, I never I never know if we can go internal. And actually, mostly not, because there's already so much in the heart and the belly and the external yoni and the pelvis and the psoas and the hips. So ideally, you don't have the internal rush or pressure to resolve your issue in one session because this creates pressure on you, it creates pressure on the practitioner. And then that will influence your whole session and the outcome. And it's way more likely that you're going to feel like maybe even be traumatized because you're going too fast. Mm. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing your wisdom around these topics. And now we could talk for many more hours (laughs) about it. Um, So, yeah, I guess to to wrap up, like if you wanted to share a little bit about your upcoming goodies your training yeah sure um yeah i'm giving another training in berlin split into two levels let me have level one and level two and level one is in august level two in october and you can read all about it on my webpage. at this stage the training is only for women um actually for, for people with yonis right um and yeah we're gonna be doing all of these things. You're going to get my sequence that I usually use and also learning a few coaching tools and how to take it deeper, the energetic approaches, tantric approaches, anatomy, and the de-armoring. And it's very much based on experience, non-practice. So there's usually a demo and then you do it. You give and you receive. That's important. And these trainings will also be repeated next year. So just and check it on my webpage. And um, at the moment, I don't have Instagram. I got deleted because censoring of sexuality. <laughs> but my webpage is alive. And the best thing you do is sign up for my newsletter because even if I get Instagram back, it might disappear again. And that way you're updated. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. And um, 
Yeah, and we'll also touch on some of this stuff, not in the depth that Sanir does, but some of this stuff in Essential Arts Retreat. If people are interested in joining me Bali, we had Sanir at the last Essential Arts Retreat doing some juicy body work, but she won't be at this coming up one, but maybe again at another future one in the coming years as well to get a little taster. Okay, well, thanks me today, Sanira. We'll put the link below as usual. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Hit me up for any questions. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it inspiring. You can connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and through my website, sensualartistry.com and sensualarts.school where you can get some freebies and sign up to my mailing list to stay in touch. Hope to see you again soon.